This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Eyes On podcast. Eyes On. Eyes On. Live from the Shorter Children's Reading Festival. We've got a whole load of all kinds of people from all walks of earth here at the Expo Center Shards at the Sharda Children's Reading Festival. And we spoke to a whole load of interesting characters. They were all incredibly fun and a delight to speak to each and every one of them. But today we've got a survivor and a chef, and she is a wonderful person, an interesting person to speak to right here. Sally B, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so good, thank you. I'm just enjoying the gorgeous weather. <laughs> yes, I mean, it, I think you came at sort of like a, let's say a transition period right here in the UAE. We had a little bit nicer weather a couple of weeks ago, but we're still a little bit, um, let's say, a couple of weeks away from the true heat of the UAE. So you came at the right time. I think from the UK, this is true heat to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard that many times. One of our colleagues is also from the UK and she's been living here in the UAE as well. And she says the same thing. She loves the sun. Meanwhile, all of us love cloudy weather. Yeah. So it's very funny. <laughs> but we should difference. just house swap. We have cloudy Definitely. weather all the time. That is literally heaven sent. When we see the clouds, it is just like as if something is calling out to us. Every Emirati and everybody residents here in the UAE, they're like, yes, we want to go out and enjoy the weather. And speaking about enjoying life, that is sort of your motto now, especially after surviving five heart attacks. And that changes a person. It does. It really does. And I, I, I mean, I guess I would like to say that it gave me a wake-up call. I don't think I actually needed the wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 36 when the first heart attacks happened. I had three children under five at the time. And life was really difficult. It, it turned out that I had a very, I have a very rare heart condition that we didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. And then five or six years ago, I had two more heart attacks, oh. which actually they were the hardest ones to get over because mm-hmm. I thought it was never going to happen again. I'd started to believe that I could survive and I was past it and I'd grown stronger both physically and mentally mm-hmm. but then of course it happened again but then again I'm still here You're still, still here. ticking mm-hmm. still smiling I mean it's a pleasure having you here especially here at the Sharda Children's Reading Festival and can you tell me more about how that changed you besides being a wake-up call how did that change the way you look at life and look at your own lifestyle well my own lifestyle is really within my control I believe Mm -hmm. okay I know that lots of things happen to us that we cannot control yeah the only thing we can control is how we react to everything Mm -hmm. so I like to empower myself and empower others to know that it doesn't matter you nobody can dictate what's going to happen worldwide financially relationship health but you can dictate how you react to it and i think that's the most positive thing that's come from my experience the fact that whatever life throws at me i know it's up to me to deal with it and then also i've learned that it's okay not to be okay yeah you know mm-hmm. you can't always i do believe i'm you know like a unicorn and a bit magical and a bit superwoman valid <laughs> exactly but i also know that there are days when i can't get out of bed mm-hmm. and i can't put lipstick on and i really don't feel good emotionally or physically and that's okay too and mm-hmm. i think it's really important that 
you know, as a public figure, we share that truth and honesty and not pretend that everything's fabulous all the time because it's not. Nobody's that, life is fabulous all the time. That is absolutely true. And we tend to kind of forget about that when we see other people, what we can say, um, living our, the, our ideal lives. They are doing everything we want to do. And we say, we want to be just like them. But we tend to forget that they're also human as well. And they're just, just not showing it. And that is it. That's right, and I always say to people, don't judge yourself by somebody else's ruler. Mm. Don't, you, don't measure yourself against somebody else. Just measure yourself against you. You know, we all do Instagram and social media, yeah. and I had some pictures um, that I put on Instagram, and I went and put, I was playing with filters, mm. as you do. Well, even I didn't recognize myself. I look, I mean, the filter was like, wow, who is mm. this? So I put that on and said, look, this is the filter and this is the reality. Mm. So don't believe everything you see and don't think everybody else is living a charmed life because the people that you look to for strength mm. and wish you were like them, they're probably probably looking to you and thinking, well, I wish I had their strength and I wish I was them you never really know what's going on. That is absolutely true. And I'm trying to, there is an Arabic saying that I cannot remember right now, but it's basically similar to the grass is always greener on the other side. But then at the same time, you for, tend to forget that your grass might be greener to them. So it's just sort of like, it's just sort of reality. Everybody lives their own reality. And it's very interesting how we tend to forget what blessings we have. And our life is very similar, just even though it looks very different. That's right, I do, in the UK, I do um, quite a lot of TV work. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not super famous, but some of the people that I work with are. Mm -hmm. And many of my friends say, oh, what are they like? And oh my goodness, what's, you know, what is this person like or that person like? And the answer is always just the same as you. Mm -hmm. They worry just the same as you, they feel, they lack confidence sometimes, just the same as you. But we put people on a pedestal, don't True. we? Yeah. And really, the only person we should be putting on a pedestal is ourselves, because mm -hmm. that's the only one we're responsible for. And did that inspire you to go out and talk about yourself and your condition and how you're living your life? Yeah, it definitely did, because I think I, I'm 54 now. I had the first heart attacks when I was 36, so mm -hmm. I didn't really know anyone my age who was unwell mm -hmm. at the time. Now, at this age, like lots of people have caught up with me. Um, but I don't think you can get to this age without having been through some pain, some trauma, some illness, some loss, True. some bereavement. We all have been through something. Mm -hmm. And I think the more and the better we get at sharing just how we feel, it just can make one other person feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And actually that's, I think the world's just, there's all different religions and cultures and beliefs, but the world, it's all based on kindness. So, you know, you should never beat yourself up about anything. You should never judge anybody else True. for what you perceive as their situation. So, yeah, sure, the more I can talk about that, the better. And how did that get you into the world of cooking? Okay, well, because I had my heart attacks mm -hmm. and I had three young children yeah. at the time, food has always been a passion of mine. And luckily, I've always enjoyed healthy food, but mm -hmm. it 
became really obvious that there was um, a need for healthy family food that mm. was also heart healthy. So I didn't want my children thinking they were missing out mm -hmm. on anything. I wanted all the recipes that I do to be family favorites, yeah. but just made in a healthier way. Um, and so, yes, I, I've produced six cookbooks now wow. and I love it. I did a, a cooking demonstration at this show mm -hmm. uh, yesterday and you I had passed by actually. Yeah, yes. I had two children came mm -hmm. up to help me and they love cooking, getting mm -hmm. in the kitchen, you know, rolling their sleeves up and it's it's a real skill for them to learn. And I think there should be no difference between healthy food and tasty food. They're mm -hmm. the same thing. It's just all about balance. That makes a lot of sense and we tend to be very extreme when we want to go on, let's say, a diet or want to change our lifestyle. And especially when we're looking on social media and there are a lot of people who are, for example, advocates for veganism or vegetarianism or other types of uh, diet. And some of them might be a little bit of, little bit extreme, a little bit harsh in the way they, uh, let's say, deliver their message. So that tends to kind of push people away or make antagonize them instead of uh, encourage them to change their lifestyle. So I love the fact that you've got very accessible recipes and that they tend to be family friendly. So how did you develop those recipes? Were they already in your arsenal when you were, as a mother and as a parent? They were kind of already in my arsenal, but. I would just look at other things that I wanted to eat or the children wanted to eat and just make it in a, a healthier way. Mm -hmm. So even, you know, when they were young, even if they wanted to have like an American burger and fries, I would make a really healthy low-fat burger with lots of salad and then sweet potato wedges on mm -hmm. the side. So there's ways of producing anything they want. English dishes are things like shepherd's pie with lamb and mashed potato on top. So just load it up with lots of vegetables and lots of sweet potato without all the butter and all the salt. Mm -hmm. Just cut down on those not so healthy ingredients and really boost the healthy giving ingredients. And it's easy, it really is easy. If I, honestly, if I can do it, anyone can do it. I mean, it, it's become more, a lot more accessible now because we've got people like you, for example, who are advocating for it. And like I said, making it accessible. And also people have been more open to it in the past couple of years. They're more welcoming in comparison to a long time ago when people would rather just stick to whatever they're used to. Yeah, I think, I think people are much more willing and to be more cosmopolitan mm -hmm. with their, uh, and we all travel much more now yeah. and so you know bringing in food from different cultures my husband is Turkish mm -hmm. so I bring the Turkish food I probably don't cook it as well as his mum but <laughs> I bring the Turkish food into the house or I get her to help me mm -hmm. you know cook something and I see a lot of that food replicated here too mm -hmm. um, and then just make slight changes so that wherever you're talking, wherever you're cooking, it will work for that community. So it's always adaptable? Always, always mm -hmm. adaptable. Yesterday I did a smoked haddock chowder, which is kind of a, a creamy soup, but you, we, you, we didn't have smoked haddock here, so mm -hmm. instead we used sea bream, and it was delicious, it was beautiful. It's really important that you are never afraid to change ingredients up and use what's locally uh, available and fresh. Actually, I was chatting with Chef um, Anis Nabil and she was saying the same thing about how she, when she talks or she talks about various recipes or she's just showcasing them, she tends to, need, well, she needs to 
adapt them to Malaysian tastes because how are they going to be receptive of it? And especially since there are some dietary restrictions as well. So you need, she wanted them to experience the authentic taste, for example, of French cuisine or Italian cuisine. But then she has to adapt some small things here and there. And I really like that as somebody who has my own dietary restrictions sometimes. I really like it when whoever I follow on Instagram, TikTok, wherever it is, or even on TV, when they say, if you do not have this, you can do this instead. It, is, it feels very welcoming. And I'm like, yes, I can try it as well. It's Absolutely. not an exclusive club. Exactly. And that's really, I mean, bless them. Everyone yesterday was calling me chef, chef Sally, chef Sally. I call, at home, I call myself a home cook mm -hmm. because I believe that's what I am. I just cook for my family at home and then I spread that message wide. Um, so all my recipes, I will look at a recipe that has lots and lots of elements and I'll cut the text right down to make it really easy to follow mm. and understand because when you've got you know three small children a dog two cats and a goldfish run well the goldfish isn't running around but when you've got all those <laughs> people running around and you're trying to cook you need it as simple as possible and also I don't believe in putting barriers in anyone's way mm -hmm. we all just do the best that we can do you don't have to be a chef to be able to produce good, tasty, healthy, wholesome food. And I love that so much because with the emergence of, let's say, um, various uh, cooking competitions, for example, that encourage people that say, hey, if you're interested in cooking, you can always go into the professional world or you can jump in and just share whatever you have and just maybe refine it here and there. But then you can easily be, a, let's say, a home cook on TV, a home cook on social media, especially on social media. And with the emergence of TikTok lately, you see, I've been, I follow perhaps all of my TikToks, my For You page is all just cooking, just cooking everywhere. And I love it so much. And from people all around the world as well. And from someone that works in television, you have so much more freedom on yeah. those social media platforms. You know, on TV, I have to do as I'm told mm -hmm. <laughs> and stick to, which is fine, yeah. stick to within a, a time and a recipe and a script. But sometimes it's like, oh, I'm just going to throw a bit of this in. Let's try a bit of that. And it's much more natural. And let's face it, that's how we all cook at home, isn't it? Mm -hmm. We don't follow everything to the T. That is absolutely true. And, and this might be a difficult question, but you've said healthy. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned it several times. But we haven't defined healthy. I know that there is like a textbook version of healthy. What is healthy food? But to you... Sally B, what is healthy? Do you know what? That is the best question I have ever been <laughs> asked. So round of applause for that question. <laughs> Thank That's you. really good. Um, for me, it's all about how you feel. Mm -hmm. Okay, so as far as the medical books are concerned, I'm really not healthy at all because I have heart failure. Mm -hmm. I have to take lots of medication. I've also got this condition that caused the heart attacks and I've got it in my brain, my heart, my lungs, my kidney. It's kind of all over. It's not good at all, mm -hmm. but I feel fantastic. And I know that the food that I eat is really good for me. And I know that, I know it's healthy because it makes me feel good. So I think healthy is how you feel. And again, you should never measure yourself using someone else's rule. It's true. all about you, how you feel. And I think, you know, we all know the principles of healthy eating. Mm -hmm. So don't feel guilty if you go off and have a treat because that's fine. But just it's all about balance, 
and when you get that balance right you have a treat then you go for a longer walk when you mm -hmm. get that balance right then you'll feel healthy and, and that's all we can control isn't it and i love what you keep repeating don't measure yourself with somebody else's ruler and just like the many things that lovely authors and chefs have had on this show they've been telling me so many beautiful things that I'm going to take. They're going to be a part of my arsenal now going off in my life. Good. So I love that so much. Thank you so much for those beautiful words. And before we wrap up, I've been asking all of our chefs, obviously they're coming over, they're bringing all their own recipes and showing it to the children. And I know children have different tastes and whatnot. But what about you growing up? What has been your favorite food to eat? Okay, I'm totally the wrong person to ask that because my mum who I loved more than the world, who's mm -hmm. sadly no longer with us. She could not cook. <laughs> she uh -oh. <laughs> was the most dreadful cook. Mm -hmm. So we had ready meals, you know, mm -hmm. bought from the supermarket. So I'm totally the wrong person. It was only when I moved out and started cooking for myself that I discovered my love for food. So I discovered as a child not to eat processed shop-bought meals. Well, which probably wasn't what you're expecting to hear. I did not expect <laughs> it because a lot of people would have something that they uh. felt was special to their heart growing up. Even if it was like, oh, I had some candy or it was some kind of dessert or some kind of something wholesome. Like, a bowl of custard. She used to do a mean bowl of tinned custard. Well, there you go. There we go. That's that. I remember it, sitting in front of this little electric fire eating a bowl of custard. But mm -hmm. That was it. <laughs> Well, I, I love it. I love that so much. And actually, Chef Dario and I were talking, and he said that his was, um, I think it was spaghetti and meatballs. And I said, you know what? I'm 28 right now, and it's literally my favorite thing to eat. I love eating a lot of food. But if I'm looking for that bowl of comfort, I'd always ask my mom, can you please make spaghetti and meatballs tonight? And it's all about that, the comfort, the feeling, like you said, feeling good about yourself, because that would make something healthy. And thank you so much for joining us right here on Pulse 95. That was such an exciting talk. I loved it so much. And you're thank quite you. an inspiration Thanks to all so of much. us here. I'm going to be looking forward to seeing more of you here at the Charlotte Children's Reading Festival. And again, guys, if you spot her around, you see her at the Chef or Cooking Corner, check out her food. Coming up next, a quick break and Chef Anis Nabila and so much more right here on Eyes On. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 4pm.